You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 116. We're discussing our prelude to Avengers Infinity War. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. It's about time, boys. We've got two sleeps. Yes. Zero sleeps as this podcast drops. But it's almost here, guys. We're finally back at the table together to discuss Avengers Infinity War. Now... Huge caveat on this episode, I'm going to put a spoiler banner up here. We're going to be discussing some of our speculation going into Infinity War, our final speculation. We've been doing this for what seems like 18 months, a year a and a half time, yeah. since we started the retrospective. But this is where we're going to lay down our final predictions, talk about some of the comic book influences on the movie itself. But again, the caveat that I want to put on here, we have not been spoiled by any reviews or any big reveals. Nothing has hit our eyes. We're going dark on Twitter, or at least I am, to avoid the spoilers. And so anything you guys hear here is pre-speculation. We're recording on Tuesday, so still a couple days away from the premiere. But I just wanted to put that out there. We're not intentionally spoiling anything for this movie. It's all speculation. Do you think we'll see Thanos? possibly i bought a box of cereal the other day with him on it <laughs> now troy yeah man it's been a minute it's been a while man yeah. yeah and we're looking forward to hearing all about your trip to disneyland and this is going to be within our week in nerd but you just laid on us man i'm looking forward i, I saw some of the pictures i yeah, know you of guardians you met up with vader spider-man yeah. you did it all let's hear it yeah, man, Disneyland is dope. Love that place, man. Such a good time. The impact and influence of what Star Wars has and Marvel over there is like nothing I've ever seen before. You know, I went there with my wife and my kid and uh, the in-laws as well. And just see my in-laws as well, like learning about the Guardians and seeing Spider-Man. Uh, when my daughter met Spider-Man, because you have to wait in line to do these things, um, she met Spider-Man. And just as we were getting out, this huge like theme song came across the board. There was like, a, a, like a, an army marching down, and we see Black Panther on a tank, and he's coming through. And what? Yeah, like so from across cool. the distance, and then Spider-Man's like, hey, yo, what's up? Like, in that <laughs> cool, like, Tom Holland voice, because these guys are in character, man. And T'Challa just, like, ignores him, and he's just on this mission. He just drives through all this crowd, and I was just like, whoa, like, where am I? And, like, just to see the influence of everybody just being, like, in awe over Black Panther there, it's, it's crazy. The Gardens of the Galaxy ride is it's, probably it, my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's, is it that good? It's so good. You know, I did the Tower of Terror back in 2011. Yeah. And it's cool. It's kind of the same idea, but just like the interaction, you see Groot outside and you see Gamora and you see um, Star-Lord and everybody's outside doing their thing. And then you get into the collector's vault. You can see all these little cool like Easter eggs throughout the, the building and Rocket Raccoon's out there just playing along with the crowd. And it's so cool. Like after that, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. I was just like, man, <laughs> like I love Guardians. Like these guys are great. So it's just a good time, man. I saw Vader and I was, I was intimidated, man. Like... He's interrogating me for a minute, and I, I totally like, wasn't <laughs> listening to him, so I asked him to repeat himself, you know, because I was intimidated by this guy. He's huge, and I uh, got a picture with Vader, which is just great. <laughs> so much fun, you know, and um, Solo, man. I got my hands on a Han Solo nice. Uh, nice. figure, which was cool, but that was in Target. Um, so I guess I missed the um, the Lando wave, because Lando was, like, hard to find, and then I missed the repacks 
of of Han Solo in the Disney is it Star Tours over there? Yeah. So they have like a store. So when you do the Star Tours ride, yeah. as you exit out, they have like a huge like Disney store right. kind of thing going on in there. And as we got there, I saw what was the figure? I saw he's part of the 40th wave and it's like the 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 black the de- suited. the death squad commander? No, it's just like one of the like the regular general guys. You know, it's like the big like Vader helmet kind of thing. Yeah, you know? that's the death squad commander. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. so he's packed with the solo wave. Yeah, it? they repacked him and the Jawa, I think. Exactly. So I saw those guys floating around. So it's like, oh shoot, like Han must be out and Lando must be out. And I went to the tills like, do you guys have Lando? Yeah. And they're like, no, we just stacked everything this morning. This is all that's left. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> there's a bunch of Rose as yeah. well. Like Rose is just chilling on that shelf. But um, I, I picked up actually. That cool three and three quarter ray that you have on your on your shelf over there, I picked that up for my daughter actually. I was like, nice. you know what, maybe I'll just get her into some of these for the meantime. Nice. So I picked up one of those, which is really cool, and she loves it. She's bent the lightsaber already, so that's, uh, that's <laughs> she'll learn. Strange. She'll learn. She'll learn. But uh, man, all around, just just a great trip. Oh, so much fun. That's awesome, man. Like yeah. I was just down in Disney World, and I was exactly. so jealous seeing your pictures. <laughs> and I like one week removed. I know. I'm like, I want to be back there. Oh. And it seems like Disneyland has much more of a Marvel influence than Disney World because I yes. saw almost nothing Marvel related other than one store well yeah because because Disneyland there was very Star Wars like but then when you go to California Adventure yeah. that's when it was all Marvel and I guess uh, like the Pixar side they're, they're closing it down soon and putting in like a Marvel land awesome really? which, is, which is crazy so there's going to be a bigger influence of, of Marvel and obviously uh, Star Wars the cool thing too is when you go on the Star Tours ride it's like this big VR kind of experience yeah. but it's like a theater yeah. ride but at the end you land on this planet right? which is Galaxy's yes. Edge and yes. it's like this is just getting what is it I think C-3PO is like the journey's just beginning yes I like blew my mind I elbowed my wife like I know what that is I know what that is you know? I did the same thing when I was in right? Star Tours I was oh. like oh this is Galaxy's Edge this it's is so incredible cool. and then it's, it's always a different video each time yeah. you go on that ride like four times and it's always something different oh, yeah cool. I went on it twice and oh. it was different both times so nice. good man so good and you know the trip was great but I, I gotta say I don't want to put any shade against DC I really don't oh, but okay. just see. being there seeing like the Guardians and seeing like the, the influence of what these characters are doing with Marvel I was like, wow, DC, like, they, they have a long ways to go. And, and it's unfortunate because it's like we're outside of the film division. But just seeing, like, like the Guardians, really, like, these people there are just, like, way bigger than, like, the DC heroes. Like, I don't know why it crossed my mind, but it's just, like, blown away to see, like, just, like, my, my father-in-law, like, interacting with these characters. And I was like, this is this is crazy. It's crazy, but man. Uh, well, I, I guess we know what that means. Callaway Park has got to be owned by DC now. <laughs> I and then so. they'll like represent. Oh, man, like a Lobo <laughs> ride or something? <laughs> oh, <dope. laughs> that, that's absolutely incredible, man. That's That Guardians ride, oh. again, it's not in Disney World. They've only done crazy. it in California Adventures Land. Yeah. And I was with your wife at the zoo the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, with my wife and my kids and stuff, so <laughs> just the two of us. <laughs> and she's telling me all about it. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, I oh. can't wait to talk to Troy about this. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Got, gotta time, love what man. Disney's doing. And, man, like, th- this week, it's it's been overwhelming for me almost when yeah. we're talking about our week nerd here, is that I've got solo stuff in my periphery, but also this huge focus on Avengers Infinity War. I watched the red carpet last night and I'm just consumed by the MCU at this point. Hearing you talk about what they're doing down there gets me even more amped up for what's coming for both of these franchises. I was able to get my hands on a couple Funko Pops, the Range Trooper and Empty's Nest. So it was my first two solo pulls of merchandise. Still nothing. I've, I've still not seen anything 
up here as far as black series three three quarter inch nothing no yeah. I, i've just seen they've pushed a new marvel legends line with that whole like carnage venom yeah couple you know and like gwenpool but they haven't pushed anything for hasbro on the black series no it's, stuff, it's, it's kind of strange and really i went into weird. the disney store too two weekends in a row and i asked two different people i said look are you guys getting elite series in yeah. for solo and they said <clears throat> they're on a hundred percent but they think they're coming Oh, okay. So okay. it's weird that they didn't drop on that Solo Friday. Like, it was kind right. of the drop date for everything. Right. And Disney Store, there's only this one small little rack for Solo. Almost no merchandise. And we're about a month out from the film, which is That's kind of strange. Crazy. What, what about for the Funkos? I know you got these two here, but has there been like a Lando? Has there been a Han? Oh, yeah. I've seen all oh, of them. Okay. I just picked up these two. I, there's a really cool, actually, um, Lando Hot Topic exclusive. He's cool. wearing like a yellow jacket yeah. with this like polka dot shirt cool. looking pretty badass nice so probably gonna grab that i've seen almost all of them with the exception of the mud trooper okay but eb games was really stocked with them hot topic so mm-hmm. they're pretty flush even eb games i saw the there's like this card game solo card game oh okay it was there as well and the vintage series the, the spring release of the new vintage collection three and three quarter inch oh, right. they're starting to drop as well as some eb games didn't pick any of them up yeah it's gonna be a kind of a pick and choose line and hunting down that afra but yeah. no luck yeah. there i'll keep my eyes open does yeah. that yeah. worry you guys i mean solos you said a month away we've seen like almost nothing and you look at something like infinity war there's tons of stuff yeah months before is that you know you hear the rumors online like people are like oh i don't know like does that kind of worry you that Maybe Disney is kind of a little reserved in their marketing. I wouldn't say that it worries me about the movie because everything I've seen now, I've watched any TV spots other than that, it looks really good. Like right. It looks fantastic. It's going to yeah. hit the mark. But maybe they've pulled back a little bit because of the way The Last Jedi toys are received. It's We're getting to the point where we're almost at saturation. Like You look at the shelves, they're still lingering Rogue One stuff. There's a ton of Last Jedi stuff on the shelves that they're trying to move out. And then they're trying to fill this little corridor with Solo merchandise. So I don't know if it's because it's one of these a Star Wars story films that they haven't hit as hard as they do with the Saga films. Mm-hmm. But then you know, looking back at Rogue One... They hit pretty hard with that. They had a Force Friday. They did a whole the, the whole normal release as far as three three quarter inch black series. The Elite series all dropped. They had yeah. special things at the Disney store and all that. This seems much more reserved. Now, why that is, I'm not sure. Because it seems like they've had this date set, this May 25th, which Sanjay's, uh, as, as you've told us, you're, you've got your, your costume. It's lined I up. do, yeah. It's all lined up. So you guys can see pictures of that. We're going to go see the movie together, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. And we're all going to dress up, right? No, no, I think you're on your own on that. Oh, okay, that's fine. Our tweet got about seventy likes. <laughs> <laughs> that's but it, still better than average. <laughs> but anyways, it comes out on the twenty fifth. It's always been coming out on the twenty fifth. So Hasbro and whomever else, Funko, have all had this same amount of time to produce these toys. It's not like they moved it up on them and they had to jam everything out in six months. This has been the release date for the better part of a year. We've been banging on like, let's get this to December. Mm-hmm. Not happening. And some of that might have been the merchandise release window that all these companies had all this merchandise lined up to drop on a certain date in preparation for this film. It gets their second quarter results up for Hasbro for, well, not Toys R Us anymore, but <laughs> it's it seems like that was one of the driving forces potentially behind that. But that really doesn't seem to be like it was an actual thing because we're not seeing much of the solo merchandise which is fine i'm, I'm happy to focus on infinity war for the next couple of weeks right. and then reshift my focus 
over to Solo once we get off the back end of that and I kind of calmed down from seeing that film several times. <laughs> well, do you think that's what it could be is the fact that we have Infinity War being pumped out right now that they're kind of like pumping the brakes on the Solo toys because they're both from Hasbro? Like, Maybe. That does that sense. have any play with it? I but mean, th- that's never really stopped them in the past, right? Yeah. Like you've yeah. had the overlap of Star Wars and Black Panther to a degree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you had Thor Ragnarok in November, Star Wars in... December and then Black Panther in February, yeah. so they kind of smushed in between. That's true, yeah. yeah. So they're they're very much overlapping crowds. Like yeah. you look at the Venn diagram, it's probably almost on top of each other, the That's two right. circles. Yeah. But I, I just the collectors might be a bit divergent from each other. I yeah. don't know if a lot of people are like you and I, Troy, that yeah. collect both Star Wars and Marvel That's right. to the degree that we do. Yeah. Maybe people are a bit more focused and a bit more rational and reasonable. One or the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really worry me at all. It just disappoints me more that it's not getting the hype that I'm taking away from the trailers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like more people should be talking about this and we should be seeing that merchandise. And maybe it will happen. Maybe they are waiting for Infinity War to move slightly out of the way and it's okay. Now it's Solo's turn. It's yeah. May. Now let's get at this. Pump let's it. let's push Deadpool away. Yeah, and get yeah. Solo and Infinity War going at the same time. I hope so because I gotta get my hands on that Lando. I got the Solo, and the Solo's dope. He's he's pretty cool. He has a pretty similar body mold to your original and the 40th anniversary huh. uh, Harrison Ford Han Solo. So it's pretty much similar. But um, man, these these face apps are looking incredible. Like it looks like Alden Aaron right? Yeah, looks just like him, man. It's incredible. Nice. Sick. Yeah. Now, now, Sanjay, how was your weekend, nerd, man? Any comics? Any collecting? Any uh, films? Yeah, I picked up some films. Um, but the big thing was Action Comics 1000. Yes. Oh. I understand you both picked it up. I did. I and did. So would you say it is your favorite Superman comic of all time? I would have to say it is probably the only Superman comic <laughs> I own. <laughs> no, I was really excited to go get this. It's, we had some debate going back on back and forth online with the guys over Tommy Saber and that about which cover to get. Now, I went in wanting, the, I think it was the 40s, or I think it was with the... Yeah, the Superman. 40s, like the by War Bonds? It was, no, it was the one with the Carver's head. Oh, the classic. Oh, yeah, the original. The, car. Yeah. Like the original yeah. Action Comics number one. Couldn't find it. I saw the 50s with the little aliens. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I like that one, yeah. But then at the end of the day, I said to myself, do I want a variant cover on this? Because I don't have that connection... I just went with the the regular cover for okay, Action Comics yeah. 1000. I've yet to crack it open, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You still gave him your money? I did, indeed. I didn't realize it was going to be that expensive or yeah. 80 pages long. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I will. I promise I will read it. It's pretty good because it's just a bunch of short stories. So there's maybe like seven or eight of them in there. Some of them are only like four pages long. So it is not bad if you have like five minutes just to pick up, read one short story. And then the end, the last one is the new story by uh, Brian Michael Bendis yes. and his Superman run. So it's the first like maybe like five pages on that. It's like a backdoor pilot to yeah, Bendis' run e- on Superman. Exactly, and it's pretty interesting. Um, it's got me int- intrigued. Hopefully, you guys both enjoy it. Some of the stories though are so emotional. Like one was just like heart wrenching. Like wow, this is that's a great story. I think it's written by Tom King, who does oh, Batman. He's such a good writer. And I like when he writes Superman. He's been there quite a bit on this uh, Batman run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a he has a fantastic story. It's it's one of those short ones. It's maybe like five six pages, but it's I, it's my favorite one. It's so heart touching. I was like, wow. So is Bendis going to be doing Superman or Action Comics? So how what I know is that in May thirtieth, I think he's doing a six issue weekly series. So there'll be no more Action Comics or Superman for like six weeks. And I think yeah. it's called Man of Steel. So it'll be six cool. issues, and then after that, I think it'll spin off, and I think he's just doing Superman, nice. and someone else is coming on Action Comics. That's cool, because I stopped at Superman around, I don't know, issue 20 or 30 or something like that, 
So that'd be nice to pick up when Bendis comes back. Yeah, I never you know, know which one to get, Action Comics or Superman. Like, they're both Superman-esque, but, like, do you get, you know, like, for Spider-Man, I don't really know if Marvel has this, but, like, with DC, it's, like, Detective Comics or Batman. Which yeah. one do you get? Uh, Superman or Action Comics? And I'm sure Spider-Man has the time. Yeah, Spectacular. So there's Spider-Man, or, no, there's Amazing Spider-Man, which is, like, the main one, and the Spectacular is more like the Peter Parker life. Oh, okay. Um, action Comics is... I think it's more action, but then if you do Superman, you get more like Lois and his son uh, uh, going on right now too, like John it, Kent. Is it yeah. like a continuous story? Like, do they run parallel to each other? No, uh, they, not they really. cross over sometimes, like when they had that whole identity thing going oh, on. Oh, yeah, with yeah. The yeah. two Supermen. But DC's more, you know, creativity over continuity, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's fair. So uh, yeah. I, I can't wait to read it though. It seems like it's going to be like an annual, basically. Yeah, book. yeah, it, it's so. it's really cool, and there's a lot of cool like art in there. I know the one picture you tweeted out. You said this is my favorite Superman picture. It's in there. Oh, so that artist, I have yeah. him on Twitter. I got to shout him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. And actually, we're gonna talk about artists a little later. Yes. We get to Grabs's contribution of the week. He's gonna grabs our attention with another question. <laughs> there it is. There's the puns. <laughs> I did a little comic book reading myself this week. I caught up on Darth Vader. Fourteen. Fourteen. So good. Oh. So good love it guys you gotta get into that we're not gonna spoil any of it but i will say this as we're talking about comics and collecting i want to tease a little bit of something i'm gonna call this the crossover event of the century and we're thinking about doing a little bit of a crossover with one of our friends one of our group of friends from the commonwealth we're gonna be talking about you know comics collecting nice kind of just having a, a free discussion about everything we do in the world of nerds so the boys over in quebec oh shoot we'll be talking to you soon yeah i see you guys all right we're gonna put that out there as a tease so make sure to go check out our boys over there at something saver and we'll see what we'll see what happens here in a few weeks cool awesome looking forward to it yeah um going quickly right back to vader uh two little things we were both wrong clearly yes we were (laughs) who the 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 jedi was that we talked about last episode or two episodes we don't gotta spoil it though yeah but no i won't i won't give it away but uh the other cool thing is there's a flashback in that um that book which is really cool because that's actually from the clone wars like it's yeah. like three episodes. Which... Sanjay, man, get on this book. Yes. I know. I got ah. it. I got it. But I just, you know, I just picked up Action Comics. And yeah, put it go. down and pick up Vader. <laughs> right now. I got, you just reminded me of something, actually. We spoke about Clone Wars there. For some reason, yeah. you know, I showed my daughter Rebels not too long ago. She really yes. liked Hera. But yeah. it kind of fizzled a little. And then the other day, she turns to me and goes, Daddy, I like Star Wars now. Boom. Oh. And swear, man, she, it was just like, one night, she put on her. We had I had bought in her Star Wars pajamas. Put on Star Wars pajamas. Says I want to watch Star Wars. Nice. And so I sat her down. You did it, man. And we watched Clone Wars. And then the next day, my wife sends me a picture. Look what your daughter wants to watch in the morning. She's no watching way. Clone Wars. So every night we've been sitting down watching an episode of the Clone what Wars. What do you together. think? Oh, I really like it. Dope, right? Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so good. And the fact that she's there and she she calls us Star Wars buddies now, and I'm nice. like, oh, nice. So I I don't know what it was because she was down in here in the nerd room, and I said, look. I did kind of the Mufasa thing. I said, everything that light touches <laughs> will be yours someday. And she was like, I'm going to open everything. And I was like, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. But no, she got super into Star oh, Wars man. just like overnight. And now she wants to, she's, the other night she's like, let's go in the back and play lightsabers. And I was oh, like, man. yes, it's, it's finally happened. That's oh, the power oh. of Dave Filoni, man. Like, I know. Oh, that's so good. I'm happy for you guys. those avenues in, right? Yes. Did you like Huge. use conditioning where like every time she looked at Star Wars, you gave her like a chocolate or like a milkshake or ice cream? I don't and know. Then, and like eventually she became, you know, she's like, 
Oh, I bet. Like, she associated the two with, like, and that's how it started. I think it's the toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it was me promising her everything, and she was yeah. just like, sweet. <laughs> what if she's like, you know, if you can, we can cut out the middleman, I can just open them now and play with them, Dad. Like, well, I'm just worried that, like, she knows that she's not supposed to open anything. Like, she can come and look and all that, and she's been really good about it. She's quite yeah. protective of the room. Yeah. Like, if, like, uh, my mother-in-law tries to come in, she'd be, no, 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 this is Daddy and I's room. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's quite cute. <laughs> That's awesome. But I'm worried that someday I'm going to come down here and she's going to have pulled open a bunch of stuff. Thrawn's just going to be missing. Oh, or like the Jabba's <laughs> going to be out of the box. And be, no. <laughs> no, no. It's been an absolutely fantastic weekend, nerd. And it's only going to get better. Like I said, two sleeps here. But we got to get through a podcast first before <laughs> we get to Avengers Infinity War. Now, we're going to jump into the news and we're going to follow that up with a question from Grabs. But... Two big trailers dropped this past week as you were down in Disneyland. We got the Jurassic World 2 trailer. Now, we're not going to go into any sort of depth on this, but Sanjay, I got to hear your thoughts on this. When we talked about this movie last, and I'm a huge fan of the franchise, Yeah, it, it felt a lot like Lost World. Yeah. Did you get a lot of that off this trailer? Oh, yeah. Even more so, I <laughs> yeah. think. Yeah. It's a movie that you know I'm super excited for. I'm going to be super jacked. I'm going to see it opening weekend. But the trailers are a little bit like... The tonality of the trailers, of the like first trailer where it looks like this cool adventure island movie, and then the second trailer where they're trying to save dinosaurs from like a mansion auction or something, I was like, ah, you know, like it looks cool, but like, did they did they show too much? You know, the two, the two trailers do they not mesh in terms of tonality? But I don't know, like it, it's it's dinosaurs, it's an island, it's gonna be cool. I'm gonna see it, you know, so. Yeah, and I'm going to say spoilers here for not watching the last trailer, but it has a similar premise to The Lost World. Very similar. About them going to save the dinosaurs or being tricked. It's kind of a bit of Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. And it's kind of like he's tricked to go to the island, and then they're taking the dinosaurs off the island, and they want to sell them or do something with them. Military, I don't know if they're going down that path. And then they get loose. They're on in America somewhere and Jeff Goldblum has this very ominous welcome to Jurassic World yeah. which I really like oh, so but cool. it's only because I've always had this idea from that Gareth Edwards movie Monsters right. that they're going to have to quarantine off part of the states and we're going right. to essentially have a Jurassic World which is where I hope they go and I hope Jurassic World 3 which I think has already been more or less confirmed Colin Trevorrow is directing that one. Yeah. Oh, he's coming back? Yeah. And who's doing this one right now? I don't know. Trevorrow wrote it, I believe. He's, he is oh, meant yeah. to direct in the first place, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think he got all messed up with Epic Nine yeah. and booted off that. So he's had a bit of more presence there. But yeah, it feels familiar. And the original or Jurassic World felt familiar as well, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. All you have to do is take those beats, those tones that we're used to and do something a little different that isn't too crazy. I'm a bit worried because there's always been this thread and this idea about turning the dinosaurs into weapons or militarizing them. Yeah. And this is something from years and years ago. And they seem to be leaning on that a little bit more than I'd like, at least from this trailer. It may never come really to fruition. It may just be this kind of underlying idea that never really develops too much. But I want them to stay a little bit away from that and... I would say keep the integrity of the franchise by letting the dinosaurs just do their thing, run around and eat people. Like, they don't have to have guns on them. Yeah. They don't need to be overly trained. Yeah, like, blue, like, learning commands and stuff. That's kind of like, I can't do without that. 
but is the original cast coming back for not well not the original but the cast from the last one yeah, yeah. Pratt's back yeah. and the kids uh, too Bryce Dallas Howard no the mm-hmm. kids aren't there there's a new set of kids uh, okay. there's always kids there's always gonna be yeah kids. <laughs> I, 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 what's like the rank like the all time rank is you know like Empire for Star Wars is normally ranked number one yeah what's number one for, for Jurassic Park definitely Jurassic oh, Park the first one the first yeah. one right? the first one by like a Lost mile World. yeah uh, the Lost World I liked it again yeah. it came out kind of in my youth uh, that wheelhouse for me yeah it came out in 97 i believe yeah. oh wow. so i always liked the premise of it the ending they end up in san diego okay the, the whole zoo thing and all that they're and trying to go to comic-con i guess yeah something like that you oh actually <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, like, oh you got a t-rex <laughs> running around so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of a cool step where yeah. you take the dinosaurs off the island you put them into the real world and that seems like where they're going here just on a much grander scale yeah, I would say Jurassic World's my second favorite. Definitely, probably. definitely number one is by number far. One. Okay, like number one is like one of the probably the top ten greatest movies yeah. ever made. It's like yeah, it's definitely. perfect. It's one of my favorite. It directed me into my career. It has yeah. a, it's had a huge impact on my life. But I have to go with you in Jurassic World because it did something the first one didn't do, and it yeah. had a functioning park. I love that. Yeah. I, I thought I like the idea a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of that they took that that extra step. It wasn't a you know park and test or anything like that. So yeah. th- that felt like they were doing something a little more. And again, if they're going down a similar Lost World route, mm-hmm. I want them to do something again a little more. So escalate everything, which it looks like there's multiple dinosaurs in America running around terrorizing people. Yep. I'm game. I'm gonna watch this first opening weekend or first weekend, first day, whatever you want to call it. You can dress opening up like day. a dinosaur. I don't know, but I have this in my box office <laughs> pool. Oh yeah, so you need this one. Yeah. I need this because I'm getting crushed. <laughs> well, I just saw online they're doing like predictions and stuff, and apparently like Incredibles two is supposed to make more than Solo. It's so like solo. Like wow. I got that one. Yeah, yeah. Your, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man. So like, I dropped. I passed on Black Panther and Jurassic World oh, no. and Incredibles. Like this could have been like the biggest number one yeah, this failure. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is historic levels of bad if Solo doesn't perform. It's gonna do just fine. No worries on Solo. But a, a film that I am a little worried about. We got a new Venom trailer. Now, CinemaCon was this past week, right? Uh, it's still going on. It's still going today. On. Well, Tuesday. if you're listening, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it was it, two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, they they was a leaked image of, or at least short clip of the Venom suit mm-hmm. coming around Tom Holland or right. Tom Holland. Jeez, Tom Hardy. <laughs> I did this exact thing last time. Tom Hardy. And it was a bit fuzzy, but it, it was intriguing enough. And now we got the full trailer release. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of Tom Hardy playing the Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock yeah, reporter. as the reporter? Yeah. And the look of the suit, what you saw in the trailer. Like, what are your high-level thoughts on this film so far? I'll let Troy go first. All right. Well, there's some good and there's some bad, for sure. Uh, one, going with the bad, why would you release this right now before <laughs> Infinity yeah. War? I don't know what you're thinking. That's well, that's crazy. I, I think, like, you know, it's going to play in the theaters with Infinity War. Yeah. The trailer, yeah, okay, yeah. So, like, you're going to get, like, a huge audience going to see it this weekend. So, you just expose 25, 30 million people That's true. to this movie. And it does say associated with Marvel at the right? beginning. That's the first, that's time, it's first time it's ever done that. In association. So, I wonder, like, is this really going to be loosely attached to the MCU? Because yeah. there's been whispers. Yeah. Tom Holland's going to be in here. We don't. But they usually just showed the Marvel symbol. Exactly. Not the associated with. That, that's why I wonder if it's going to be. Yeah. 
connected, right? Um, the CG is another thing why I'm like, why did you put this out yet? Because the CG doesn't look ready. Mm-hmm. Like, there's scenes where, like, the symbiote... And it's, it's symbiote, not symbiote. What, what was the Symbiote? Yeah, yeah what said, the like, heck was times, that? Like, yeah. that? That drove me nuts. But <laughs> there's moments where he's, like, using the suit and the suit's doing its own thing. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But it, it looks very unfinished. There's a scene where he's jumping and the symbiote goes after, like, the ground or whatever the case is. And again, it doesn't look... Very polished. I really like what Tom Hardy's doing with the character Eddie Brock. I like the voice, like the Mike Tyson kind of sound yeah. that he has going on. Um, I think Tom Holland looks really good in this movie, actually. Tom Hardy. Just <laughs> I, say that, I said that like 30 times, didn't I? Tom, Har- Tom. Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, <laughs> love what Tom Hardy's doing in this role as Eddie Brock. It's, it's so cool. The Venom... I don't know if it's necessarily the CGI or the, the direction they're going with the look. It, it looks a little bit like the Sam Raimi. Which oh, is okay, yeah. kind of weird. Not necessarily like the mass of this of the costume, but just like the, the style of it. I, I wish the eyes were just full on um, Todd Todd McFarlane. I wish yeah, they were more yeah. like that kind of look for, for the Venom costume. Uh, I like the Venom voice too, the symbiote voice. That was great, yeah. I love how symbiote. He, <laughs> I love I've how never he heard anyone me. call it symbiote. Never like, heard why that would before. they do that in the movie? And yeah. she said it like three times. You think just, the director would be like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, like, what stop you say? there. Get off the set, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. But I like the we, we can do it. Like, yeah. I love that, that aspect. Going I like on. that. Yeah. That's cool. But I'm just like, well, like, I know even if, say, Spider Man was in it, you couldn't really show Spider Man yet. But it's just, it feels like it's missing, like, that true uh, symbiote origin story of being on Spidey Peter Parker first before yeah. going to Eddie Brock. So it's, ah, I don't know, there's there's some good, but there is some bad. It explicitly calls him an anti-hero in yes. the text, right? Yeah. So it's clarifying yeah. here, this is somewhere between, you know, Spider-Man and Deadpool. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. What are your thoughts, Sanjay? Uh, I'm a little bit more positive on this. I actually really like this, and not just because I have it in the box office prediction. <laughs> I think it was cool. As you said, the CGI is not finished, but a lot of times in trailers, it's not. Like, I remember in Civil War when Cap jumped through a window and, like, one pane of glass broke. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the CGI is not finished. But, like, yeah. it was cool. I like where they're going. I don't still don't know who the villain is. Like, who, who is he going to be battling up against? Is, is it going to be another symbiote? Or is it that actor that played Bodhi? Yeah. The, I think I want to say, no. Um, what's his name? I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. it is. Bald, him. bad scientist guy. <laughs> well, this guy had a good set of hair on him. Yeah. I, I don't know who, yeah. who it's going to be. It seems like someone just messing around. Yeah. With the, with kind of like a Norman Osborn-like kind of yeah. scientist. Yeah, I don't know if he's even in the Spider-Man comics. I assume not. Never heard of him. Yeah. Something Drake, I think his name was. I've never heard of this guy, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I like how he's like on the motorcycle. I think there'll be some cool action set pieces there. Um, I think this might put to bed the rumor that he wouldn't actually turn to Venom until the very end. Yes. I think he'll be Venom for quite a bit of the movie. It so looks that's like cool. It, yeah. yeah. A Thank lot of God. people online were saying like this reminded them of like a 90s superhero film. A little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because there were some good superhero films in the 90s. Batman and Robin notwithstanding. Um, there was a couple. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Batman '89 was good. Like those Batman films are fine. Yeah, yeah. for the time, right? For the time. Yeah, like yeah. going back now. I, I don't know. I still, I still enjoy them quite a bit. Yeah, they're they got a little bit of nostalgia attached to them. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, that comments about it feeling a lot like a '90s film or a '90s comic book film is right. Like, there's something again with the CGI. I'm right there with you, Troy. Is mm-hmm. I feel like you know the scene where he's shaking and it's coming up over it. Yeah, his eyes. They and all should that. have done yeah. like that. Him, t- I love the Jekyll Hyde thing. Oh yeah, and he's talking mm-hmm. to it. I like. I've never read a lot of Venom. Is that 
something from the conflict. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Then, but Eddie Brock embraces it more so yeah. than denies it. Yeah. Well, I think oh, okay. that's probably from yeah. the early part of the movie. Right? Yeah, exactly. It seems like later on when it comes up over his head, he says, "We are better. exactly." Yeah. So he's embraced it at that point. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, and I I like that direction. But I felt this trailer should have been a bit more about okay, let's see Tom Hardy. And then just a little bit of the suit, the coming up over his face, and then sure, show that thing at the end. That was yeah. that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It, it looks a bit goofy. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> when I saw it, I don't know if it's because I'm still seeing it through the lens of that crappy taped version from Cinecon. Oh, oh yeah, okay. but it's it's just not there for me yet. And I think Tom Hardy's gonna do uh, or play a good character in here. The thing that I didn't love is it when it comes out of his chest that's what i'm saying it looks and, weird yeah. it looks it looks funny yeah and i don't know if that's just because it's incomplete or like how's it coming out of him and not breaking it this is semantics but his clothes and yeah. all that like I, I it just looks weird yeah and they should have been maybe a bit more subtle about it because they kind of went full on they went from a trailer they showed nothing which yeah. we all thought was great because they held back they didn't run into something and get this type of criticism now i'm not saying they're they're doing that now but this movie doesn't come out to october exactly it's got a yeah. long time to develop the cgi get a really good trailer out there get people on board with this and i felt this was a step a little far not as far as what they're telling us in the story because they don't really tell us a ton mm-hmm. no they introduce us tom hardy we get a little bit of insight if they had that arguing that would have been really cool and that suit at the end or just a clip of it and the coming up the face that would have been more than enough for me yeah mm-hmm. but it was a little little much yeah but I, i'm i'm excited to see this to see what they do with this to see how they're trying to again spin this genre on its head a little do something a bit darker do something a little different i'm disappointed we're not probably going to see this embedded in the mcu because mm-hmm. i think venom would have been really cool but at the same time, if we're gonna get these type of movies, let's let's get them, but just do them right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sony is the last kind of stand of non-Marvel Marvel films. Yeah. Fox yeah. is gone. Spider-Man's gone. So literally, like the host of characters or the catalog of characters, not in the MCU but are part of Marvel, is shrinking. Like, there's not a lot that Sony can play with. They got Venom. I think they got the rest of the Spidey villains. Yeah. But they yeah. got that universe. They have that universe. That's why I think I don't know. They might. He, he might be in the MCU. You think that just do it. You yeah. think Sony's just like, you know what, screw it. You can have like everything, but we get paid. You know, we get paid. You guys just, we attach your name to it. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to treat it like the, the Netflix universe. It's like it's there, but you're never really going to see like Venom and Cap go toe to toe. But they'll both know the same experiences that happened in New York. It would probably add like $30 million at least to the box office. Probably. And a lot of confusion. Because remember that yeah. interview with Amy <laughs> Pascal and Kevin Feige? Oh, oh yeah. And she was like, oh yeah, everything's in. He's like... <laughs> His face was there's like memes for days. Because that 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 whole associated with Marvel really I don't know that, that that's something me. yeah that threw me there yeah because we've well, never seen that before or it, was it is that Marvel pushing back and saying this isn't a Marvel film this is in association with us because that stuck out to me too those white letters that's at the true. top mm-hmm. well they know done with Deadpool though right the Deadpool trailer just came out yeah but it just has that. the Marvel thing flash up it doesn't say right. an association with right oh, okay. right it just says it goes like whatever uh the fox logo or whatever and yeah. then it goes flips does the it's the marvel symbol or, or title card from like years ago oh it's not the yeah. most updated one it just goes yeah yeah I, the I, comics. Really, I just don't know about this one it's really tricky we'll just have to wait and see because i mean yeah. you throw spider-man in this film it's gonna make some bank oh but it doesn't yeah. feel like he fits to me yeah as of right now no. off of this trailer that we've seen it just wouldn't make sense i mean if you saw like Peter on a field trip for some reason doing something. He's not even in the costume. Yeah. Maybe. But it's just right now, like, the look of this character doesn't 
really seem like an MCU. What if it was kind of Andrew fit. Garfield? Oh, I'd be down. What I like that. Yeah, Garfield like what is. if he made an appearance? That he, this would this seems like it fits in that Spider Universe. That would blow my mind, but there, that'd be like a lot of confusion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could have like parallel stuff. How could going. you have Venom that isn't created by Norman Osborn too? Because that was the whole I, thing. I don't think <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being facetious. <laughs> now speaking about our dude Spider Man. Now this yeah. is the Tom. Holland version of Spider-Man. <laughs> Mikey's been out on the trail promoting Avengers Infinity War, and he was asked about Spider-Man Homecoming 2, whatever it's going to be called. It was funny, because on Kimmel last night, <laughs> Tom Holland referred to it the first Spider-Man, and then he corrected himself, and he says, oh, I guess I haven't done more than one Spider-Man. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of referencing the fact that they're ramping up to do another spider-man and feige did confirm that they are doing filming in london mm-hmm. and it's going to be more of a global story rather than a new york centric story we're still going to see new york and it's going to be the fallout from avengers infinity war and avengers 4 cool so that's coming out in july 2019 so that's a couple months after avengers 4 so the culmination of really everything crazy it's gonna be the first movie out of the gates so it looks like they're doing something a little different with spider-man as the spider-man or the nerd room's expert on spider-man how do you feel about them expanding beyond kind of this comfort zone of new york and doing spider-man on a global scale um if this was any other studio doing this i'd be a little bit worried yeah just because of the age of peter parker you know they recently going back to dan slot's run um spider-man is head of uh parker particles which is like he's basically like tony stark he's a billionaire that makes sense for him being that age to be going into China and all over the place because that's what he did yeah. in that run. But being like a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid, I was kind of like, hmm. But if they're doing some field trip stuff, you know, last time you saw him go to what, Washington in the last film, Homecoming. So I get it. Um, I remember in the article, too, I think he did say, like, we'll still see him primarily in New York, yeah. but we'll see him in London as well. So uh, I'm just interested to see what is going to draw him there, basically. Yeah, and Feige specifically said there's a reason he's there. Exactly. So it's very much in the vein of the airport scene in Germany. There's a reason he was in Germany, right? Yeah. Specifically for that. So it seems like they'll have a thread that leads him there. Now, I don't know what villain they're thinking, if it's Craven or something that I'd That'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd That'd be really cool. Um, I think... Craven was from Russia, but still, I, I get what you're saying. Like, if there's just some kind of cool yeah. character there's over there. There's a reason he's oh, out doing oh, some investigating or something amazing. like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be sweet. The world, as we know it in the MCU, is going to be completely different. Yeah. So we don't know where that's going to land Tom Holland's Spider-Man at the mm-hmm. end of the day. But we'll see. We got, I got wait. some speculating to do in a few minutes here. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess we know he doesn't die, no? Well, oh, I think he? we all knew. Oh, <laughs> Doesn't die forever. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, 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 we're going to talk predictions. We're going to get there. Nice. We're going to get there. Okay, very nice. Sanjay, what do you think about Spider-Man going global? Yeah, Spidey tour. Let's do it. You know, we've seen Spider-Man in New York for six movies now. I mean, we've had the Tobey Maguire, three of them. And then we had the Andrew Garfield 2, and then we had Homecoming. So let's take out Spider-Man. You know, let's stretch the legs of Spider-Man. Let's take him around the globe. Let's do it awesome yeah. you know why not why not let's just do everything you know All let's right. have a spider-man in every continent let's okay so he's going to europe let's have a spider-man in australia yuri spider yuri spider it's, well, it's there, like there, a, there is a captain britain spider-man from yeah. the spideyverse which is oh really well, cool captain yeah. britain was like an actual hero right? yeah he was his costume was very similar yeah, yeah i guess he's like he was written by alan moore yeah he's Crazy. the only marvel character to be written by alan moore so Crazy. Maybe Captain Britain. You know, we had that question. Who's going to not have a movie made? Maybe there'll be a Captain Britain movie. Yeah, well, shout out to, to Stu because yeah. we answered that question last week about what is what character do you think does not have a huge chance to get in the MCU? He threw out 
She-Hulk. I threw at Nova, and then Feige answers when he's on press tour here that Nova is going to be in the MCU within the near future. And I was like, this is literally like four days after I said, nah, he That confirms be. he listens yeah. to us then. Yeah, exactly, right? right? Nice. Yeah. Putting that to bed. <laughs> Speaking about listener question here, guys, we're going to jump into Grabs' question of the week. And then right after that, we are going into our Avengers Infinity War prelude. Cool. So this week, Grabs sends in visually vain is the title hello tim troy and sanjay finally we're all here back to answer grab's question i never thought art could hinder a great story mainly this was because i only read novels now that (laughs) comics are in my mix you're welcome (laughs) i understand just how valuable good art is to these stories try not to be negative but the way one character was drawn in a comic really made me dislike the character, even though the actions of that character were not unappealing. The question, or my question for you this week is, are there characters in the comics that you are drawn to because of the way they are drawn? Or that you dislike because of the art? Are there story arcs with bad art that you love because the story is just that good? Lastly, I'd like to know what superhero love interests do you find the most appealing and the least appealing and why? Wow. All right, guys. Oh, that's a little question. Grabs. All right. Holding uh, it down. So I'll uh, start us off, if that's all right, with the round table. Please yeah, do. Give we're, her. Like, we're like the Knights of King Arthur. Um, one hero that I've particularly been drawn to because of how they were drawn is definitely Batman and Superman. You know, when they're drawn in that iconic pose by um, Ross, what's... Uh, Alex Ross. Yes. Oh, of Alex course. Ross yeah. draws them so iconically. Kingdom Come. Kingdom kind of Come. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you see Batman, Superman... You know, that's partly drawn to them because of that. Um, I haven't actually had any bad art that's uh, that I've noticed that's so bad that affected the story for me. The thing that I don't like is when you're reading a trade or um, like a six-issue miniseries or six-issue run, and then they change artists halfway through, Whoa. or they change artists even in the book, and it's drawn by two different people, and then it's such a jarring contrast of styles that it takes me out of the story. Yeah. You know, I don't care whatever the artist's um, art style is. Just keep it consistent throughout. And, you know, so you have a six-issue run, and then you have, okay, Jim Lee drew all these six issues. He has a very unique style, very great style, and then boom. But I hate is like, okay, Jim Lee did four issues, and then the fifth issue was drawn by someone else, and then back to Jim Lee. I'm like, why would they do that? It's nuts. Yeah, I hate that. That's the thing that drives me crazy. Um, in terms of love romances or love stories... Yeah, so what superhero love interests do you find the most appealing? Um, you know, Lois and Clark. They made a whole show about that, and they've never made a whole show about any other superhero romance that I've known of. This is very true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Batman and Selena Kyle's another good Especially one. Especially lately. Right? Oh, man. And uh, I'm going to throw one out, Aquaman and Mira. I think after they see the Aquaman movie and what they've done with the New 52 run, um, that's going to be the new it romance and prepare to see a lot of cosplaying of Aquaman and Mira in conventions going forward. <laughs> <laughs> Ones that I don't like, I don't know. I love is love is all around us. So I, I can't think of any love story that I was just like, Oh, that's, that's dumb. I, maybe some will come to me. Um, nothing that I can think of right now. Uh. Okay. Well, Try huh. well, Sanjay's thinking here. Why don't you oh. take a stab at Grab's question? Your art. What yeah. Oh, um. So for art, man, where do I begin? I gotta go with um the God of Thunder 
um, Thor. It's a Jason Aaron run. Jason Aaron run, but the artist is uh, Asad Ribic, I believe. I love what this guy does on the panel, man. I've never really been a big Thor guy until that run. It's so cool. I think it changes after volume two to a different artist, but I love that. Uh, Thanos Rising. Never really knew much about Thanos until I read the Thanos Rising, which is like a six-part um, origin story of yeah, Thanos really becoming good. the Mad Titan. I love the art behind that one. Of course, I go back to uh, the JMS run of uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man with your boy, um, <laughs> John Romano Jr. I, Tim's I, I love favorite it. artist. I, I love what he does. You know, it doesn't work for every character, but when he does the Fantastic Four, when he's done Spider Man, when he did All Star Batman for the first early yes, run, yes, that's right. It was so cool and gruesome. I, he I it's did cool. Superman as well. Superman. That's when I got on Superman in the yeah. New Fifty Two. I, I, Tim hates this run of Captain America, <laughs> yeah. but I love what he does with Captain America. Captain America's rugged. He has like the long hair. Don't care. He has the rips in his armor. He has the shield. He's like a gun at some point at least in the covers so yeah i i love the art behind uh that one and of course always giuseppe i, oh, giuseppe. I love what giuseppe does right from yeah. superior spider-man to amazing spider-man and obviously currently right now vader. with darth vader and charles soul so um nice. that's why i go for art for uh romances i'm i've always been a peter parker mary jane guy never cared much for gwen stacy so uh, yeah i never you're cared. not a stacy fan no eh? you know what? spectacular spider-man the cartoon i love his relationship with her there yeah. and i really did like uh andrew garfield and emma stone oh they were good they, they were great that was the best part of those films best parts yeah. yeah yeah um one of the best on-screen deaths too in uh amazing spider-man 2 that's right so uh, i love them i've always been um since new 52 and i know i know a lot of people will hate me for this but i loved superman and wonder woman together i think that yeah. makes so much sense to me to have those right? two together so uh that's always good uh other love interests who do i have uh yeah i don't know i guess worst um romance it's not the comics but it's the movies it's gonna be jane foster and thor <laughs> yeah it's, it, it just wasn't working for me at all i, I just thought of a worst romance for mine yeah Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, oh, that, that, that that was so weird. From the Ultimate, from the Ultimate Universe, where <laughs> brother and sister got it on. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's up there for worse for me. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah is, and, and Wolverine just watching in the bushes. Like, <laughs> Real weird. Real weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna slide off that orchard. That's my answer for this question. Now, art is a big thing for me. It yeah. turns me off. It turns me on. One hundred percent of the comic books. Sanjay, hold that that joke. <laughs> Why'd you look at me? You know, I'm all about the highbrow humor. Yes, you are. <laughs> but yeah, I, I found there's a, the Guardians run when it came out, first came out by Brian Michael Bennis. I don't know the artist, and I'm not going to call anyone out here, but they had a real issue with art changing throughout the comic run, like almost issue to issue. And sometimes you get something that was reasonable. Other times you get something that was done very much in neon and dark colors. And I get what they're trying to do. They're trying different things, but I love the consistency, as you mentioned, Sanjay, mm -hmm. as you go through an arc, that you just have the characters, you can see them, because the way that people draw, even Peter Parker, Steve Rogers with the, the mask on, it's hard to tell who they are, yeah. because they're never consistently drawn. Right. Yeah. Like you put Steve Rogers in a lineup, you, you can't really pick him out. Yeah. Clark Kent yeah. and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, like they, they look exactly so when they wear the masks and all that, it's hard to pick them out. Mm -hmm. And the other thing with inconsistency that, that I have a hard time with is the younger characters. Yeah, like you look at Riri Williams and a few others that have been drawn recently. Sometimes you don't know if they're twenty one or if they're twelve, <laughs> and like it, it's weird because sometimes they're put in situations where you're thinking, okay, three issues ago, this this is wrong, mm -hmm. but because they're drawn slightly differently, it's okay. 
And so that that bothers me. So I'm always looking for consistency in art. And yeah, I guess one person I will call out is John Romano. <laughs> I really struggled with a run of Captain America. I stuck right. with it because I love the character. Yeah. This is the Dimension Z run. Yes. This is a couple years ago. But the art killed me. <laughs> he's he's very... I don't, I don't know the exact word, but he kind of goes overboard with Pretty what stylized. he's drawing. Yeah, very yeah. stylized. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. the right word. And I never felt Captain America. Now, the, he had a beard and hair yeah. that he has now almost in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But the the story was a bit out there and the art was way out there. <laughs> and I struggled my way through the run because I love the character. Mm-hmm. And not even because I love the story. I just wanted to know what was going to happen with Captain America because there's some cool stuff in there with Sharon Carter. But anyways, that's a book there that really, really, I had a hard time with art. And then you look at the Hickman run on Avengers. The art there was fantastic. I can't remember Loved the artist's it. name, yeah. but it was so good. It was oh, consistent. Oh, yeah, that one is good, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crisp. It, was, it had a sweet, or little stylization to it yeah. that, that made it feel real. But I think the big thing was it went like 45 issues with very similar art through an event yeah. and it all looked fantastic. Yeah. And I, I'm still a sucker for like Jack Kirby art and all that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like tossing it back, the Jim Starlin stuff. Oh yeah. Really yeah. good stuff there. Always. And then when we're looking at love interests, I have to say, I'm, I'm not a big reader of, of any book that has at least at the core of it, a love interest, like mm-hmm. a Clark and Lois or even Bruce and Selena, Spider-Man and, and Mary Jane. So I don't really have anything in particular that I, I want to call out, but one that I will say that I don't find overly appealing, not particularly from the comics, was the Black Widow-Bruce Banner relationship. Oh, yeah. I get what they're trying to do about mm-hmm. two monsters and all this kind of stuff. It just felt like it was dropped on us. Mm. It was like yeah. all of a sudden they were kind of in a relationship. And the only reason I bring this up because on a talk show or something, it was brought up and someone was like, hey, Captain America kissed your girl once. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so... and he. It just, I felt it kind of weird, and they played on it a little bit in Thor Ragnarok, which kind of made it a little bit better. But at the end of the day, I've always felt that one, like it was a bit pushed on us. And like we had talked about in our Winter Soldier retrospective episode, is that we feel, or we felt that them not forcing a relationship with Captain America and Black Widow really benefited the character of Black Widow, allowed mm-hmm. her to do her own thing, allowed her to grow as a character, and she wasn't so much this this damsel in distress. Where I felt in Age of Ultron, she kind of plays a little bit of that role. Like, she didn't have a ton to do mm-hmm. other than be the person that calms down Bruce Banner. Right. So th- that's that's where I'm going to go with that one. But, yeah, overall, I think I think comic book art is, is like Grab said, it plays a significant role in my appeal to a, f- a particular run. I even very much do the judging a book by its cover. I know oh, yeah. usually the cover oh, yeah. art isn't done by the same artist as the interior, yeah. but it still draws me to it. If you have a great cover, I'm, I'm going to get my hands on that book. And the, the Vader and all that, that's been another level. Yeah. Well, actually, going for two, because I don't think I even answered it, but the art that has not really satisfied me is... The middle grounds of Star Wars. Star Wars has been kind of weird for me. Oh, that Uncanny Valley type thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if this is a photograph yeah. or if this is... It's like a photograph with a filter over yeah. it. It's, it's, that one sketches me out and, and Grabs actually can relate to this. Maybe maybe not actually, but he's currently reading The Ultimate Spider-Man with Bendis and Mark Bagley. And I know Mark Bagley is like a legend. I've never been a fan of his art. I really don't like it. I actually liked the story obviously of Ultimate Spider-Man, but it's when Sarah Pacelli came in and she's awesome and look out for her doing Fantastic Four yeah. with Dan Slott. She's killer. She might have even done Invincible Iron Man. I don't know. I know Bendis did the Invincible Iron Man one. 
Yeah, Pacelli. The, the yeah. art's awesome on that yeah. one with Riri Williams. It's yeah, it's good. It's cool. And, and speaking of Riri Williams, another thing that turned me off with art was uh, Secret Empire. There's an issue there where they drew Iron Man and Riri talking. Yeah. And the art was just is, is horrendous. Like yeah. I, I could barely look at it. The story was great, but the art was bad. So sometimes you just gotta stick through. Yeah. The art to sometimes to you gotta through. stick through it. Yeah. Through. Greg Capullo, man, your boy from that. Oh man, yeah, honestly, he's amazing. Yeah. He's huge. Him and Scott Snyder. Uh, yeah. George Perez as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Back in the day, he's yeah. the Church Press did um, that twelve issue run uh, on Avengers. What's it called? Avengers Forever, I think. That's right. Yeah, the Titans too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. he's like the nicest guy. Like when uh, he came to the Calgary Comic Expo. Yeah. He was chatting with me, and like it was so cool. Uh, he took pictures of people's cosplay. He like stopped what nice. he was drawing, and they were leaving, and he's like, "Whoa!" Like you guys were sitting beside me. I really like your costume. Do you mind if I grab a quick picture with you? And I thought that was so cool. Like people yeah. are here to see him, but he was taking pictures of the cosplay. So George Perez is like a hell of a guy and a hell of an artist. Well, yeah. One last thing I'm going to throw at Tim here. If you had a Captain America book, Captain book and it's either going to be John Rodder Jr. art or it's going to be Jim Lee's Captain America art with a huge, massive chest. Oh, From Way yeah. back in the day that everybody seen. Is that Jim Lee or is that Rob Liefeld? Well, it was Rob Liefeld. Yeah. It was Rob Liefeld. You're right. like, don't be saying bad stuff about yeah, Jim, Jim Lee. Lee's <laughs> is, that, is that when they gave all the, the stuff to... Reborn. His Captain yeah. America yeah. Reborn. Yeah. yeah. Had, uh, image stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah he was yeah. from Image. Yeah. Chest he's a huge. Deadpool creator. Yeah. It was like... What did they say? It would have been like 80 inches or something like ridiculous. Yeah, like, like t- twice the size of Arnold's. Or just a uh, normal see... Troy's chest. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to see. It has to be a good story, I think. Okay. Because Ramona did a bit of the AVX stuff. Yes, right. Yeah. And it was fine. I didn't bother me then. It was yeah. more this this Steve Rogers run. It may have been a combination of the story and the art associated with the story. Right. So I never saw him really do a proper Captain America, you know, Fighting Hydra That's type, true. type arc. Yeah. That's true. So yeah. I was, I'll say Ramada cool. on that one cool. and, and Ramada Jr., I should say. Cool. And see where that goes, but we might not ever see that. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, it's time to get to Avengers Infinity War. Now, like I said, we've been talking and prepping for this film for the better part of a year and a half or so. Actually, pretty much 10 years yeah. this yeah. has been building and there's a funny comment on Kimmel last night about them taking 10 years to make a film <laughs> <laughs> so we've been doing a retrospective episode unfortunately we've fallen a couple movies behind so we are going to finish that <laughs> after Avengers Infinity where we've got three movies and man we'll get to as Ant-Man the Wasp comes out that's going to be very fitting we get Guardians which really doesn't connect that much and we've already talked Guardians 2, yeah. and then Avengers Age of Ultron. So we promise we will get to those guys, and apologize for not finishing that. But, you know, real life catches up with you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to talk about Infinity War, like I said. We're going to do our little prelude that we usually do with the big Marvel, Star Wars, and DC films. Now, again, the big caveat here, we have not seen or been spoiled by anything. So, again... Everything is speculation from our end here because we're going to be going through some predictions. Who's going to die? Is anyone else going to pick up the gauntlet? How is this movie going to end? So if by any chance we get some of it right, please don't come back and say you guys spoiled the film for me because it's pure guessing (laughs) at this point. (laughs) But I have to ask, I mentioned at the top here, did you guys watch any of the red carpet premiere that was live on Twitter last night? I saw images, but I didn't keep up with the actual live stream. Yeah, I had it on the background and on mute. It was I was working on some stuff and I just put it on my phone, just watched it. And I clicked every so often when they had an interview with nice. like um, Clark Gregg that plays Agent Coulson, not in the film, but in real life or not in real life in, in the, the, film. The, the fake life. That yeah, we all think is real. <laughs> <laughs> and a few others there. My only disappointment was Evans wasn't there. 
Yeah, he's no. doing like a play or something. Yeah, he's doing like a Broadway play in New York and he couldn't leave. So That's it was crazy. like, everyone was lined up, Downey and Pratt and Hemsworth and all these guys walked in and I was like, ah, oh, like, you know, it, it doesn't really affect me. No. It shouldn't, but it does. <laughs> I feel like Evans is kind of like trying to distance himself because I think well, he I got said, that like, feeling a bit too. If he really wanted to, he could be like, listen, like, you know, Infinity War is coming out this time. They have understudies on Broadway plays. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, like, they're known for that. <laughs> and this movie's going to make like a billion dollars. Like, you think they'd, he'd, they'd be like, okay, like, go promote this. And it would only be good for the play. You right. know, like, he's like the number one movie and he's like the star of it. So that's kind of weird, but uh, whatever. It happens. It does happen. And Renner wasn't there either. Well, is he even in the movie? Well, we're going to guess. Oh, yeah. We'll get when there. When we get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but first prediction we are going to do for Avengers Infinity War, before we start talking about the heroes and who's going to die and all that, is the box office prediction for this film. We're going to finally put the stakes in the ground. We've been talking okay. about this. We've been watching it escalate for the last six months or so, going from always oh, going to do about 150 to 175 to 200 plus to 235. 300. So now it's doing between 235 and 255 opening weekend. Ooh, now wee. that will put it as the largest domestic opening of all time, but they're also saying it could make upwards of $500 million globally what? in what? one weekend. What? <laughs> it's a pretty good weekend. It's a pretty good weekend. So... The top films of all time, or the only films to make more than $200 million at the box office, are as follows. Black Panther with 202 in its opening domestic weekend. The Avengers 207, Jurassic World 208, The Last Jedi 220, and The Force Awakens 247. Do you guys think this film, for the last time, is going to make over $247 million and become the highest grossing domestic opening weekend of all time? Yes. Over 247? Yeah. And then with that, what are your what are your predictions? Oh here? man, you say yes. Eh? I say yes. I say yes. I am just I don't know maybe because I'm not as big into Star Wars as I am into Marvel, but I've seen more like build up, more people hyped for this than The Force Awakens. Yeah, I don't know about that. See, that's 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 what's like making it hard for me to decide here because I felt like the hype for Force Awakens was oh the hype like of no Force other. Awakens was lit, but I mean yeah. this is like lit squared. <laughs> Oh man, this is tough. I'm uh, frick. I'll say yeah over yeah. over two forty seven. Because okay. Force Awakens was what three years ago, two thousand fifteen. No, oh, you man, get factor in inflation. I got a factor in Black Panther being in the film too now, right? That's now. right. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, I'll have to go over two forty seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's okay. So I agree. I think yeah. it's going over two forty seven. But yeah. let's put in another thing on the table here. The first reactions dropped. Mm-hmm for the film coming out of the premiere. Now, again, I'm not going to spoil anything. I did yeah. not read anything on Twitter dark, but the general reaction is positive. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So people are saying it's quite emotional. It's got some big beats. It's got some really surprising moments. It's huge. A lot of great character interaction. The ending's epic, and the end credit scenes are epic. So that's the generic kind of, not criticism, but feedback that we're getting and the, the kind of on the slightly negative end, people are saying that it does feel like the movie that we're expecting. Like it's mm. huge, it's massive, but there's another movie to come. Right. That's the only slight criticism I've heard online about that. And, you know, that's with any Marvel film, yeah. right? This is, this is mm-hmm. kind of the world we live in. Yeah, these are yeah. issues now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is, these <laughs> are chapters in a bigger story. Yeah. yeah. So the, that expectation, I think, should be there that... We know Avengers 4 is done filming. We know it's coming in a year. And we know this story probably isn't going to end here. Yeah. So to me, that's not 
an absolute fair criticism. I get the idea that you need to have a full film and all that, but this is this is a movie that is being pulled together from 18 other movies. Right. Yeah. 17 other movies, right? So, yeah, yeah fine. Sure. But generally, <laughs> the positive initial reaction does drive more people to the theaters. Yeah. You saw oh, what yeah. it did for Black Panther. You oh. saw what it didn't do for The Last Jedi with its legs. Now, it does have the second highest domestic gross of all time. Yeah. But what is, what's the number that you're going to put to this, given the relatively positive reaction, given the hype, and given what this film is for the universe? If any film has a chance, I think, to pass The Force yeah, Awakens, it's this one. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Avengers 4. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with $263 million. Ooh. Down. It's 263? 263. Okay. I'll go with 254. Five. Okay, okay. And that's even bold, but I'll... Tim goes with one dollar. As close as well going over. <laughs> I was gonna go my initial reaction was two fifty three. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking. So I that doesn't really put Troy and I too far apart, but that's my, my guess. It's hard, right? Marvel is so hard to guess anything, whether it's like a theory, whether it's a box office, like you just never know. Well in Black yeah. Panther we would have never guessed that it never. did two oh two. Well, you know, I said it would beat Avengers, but that's neither here nor there. I yeah. mean, sometimes, sometimes you get lucky. <laughs> but come on, like, would have anyone ever predicted that? After the first weekend, yeah, I thought for sure. No, like the opening week. Yeah, oh, weekend. opening week. Not no. that it would have beat Avengers. The, like, the only, it was going to do over $200 million. If I, thought it, if I knew it was going to do over $200 million, I would have taken it first sure. in the box or office. Or if even I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I thought, like, it would do, like, maybe, like, 300 if it was like well received, but if it was poorly received, it would have done like 150 to 170 million. That was kind of the range I was thinking, not 600 like 75 million. Like, yeah, that's insane. It's gonna hit 700. I don't think it, I don't think this is gonna, I don't think Infinity War is gonna beat Black Panther. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, because the legs, because the it, legs. it has solo, it has Deadpool. But if has... you look at the normal box office projection, if this does say 250, you yeah. yeah. It's next weekend. It's going to be 170, 150. Uh, yeah, it drops off quite a bit. That gets like, to 400 in two weekends. That's like yeah. 50%. Yeah, they'll usually do like these huge front end loads. Yeah. They've been maintaining pretty good in the second weekend, especially if there's no competition. So even cut it in half, right? 175, yeah. 50% drop off. That's normal. Right. Like that's a bigger opening than Civil War. Yeah. Right. On their second weekend yeah. for Infinity War. So yeah. this, this movie could do. In its first three weekends, if it has no competition, which it doesn't have, it could do upwards of five hundred million domestically, which only puts it, you know, a couple of weeks behind Black Panther. So it, it could. It I think if, if any movie has a chance this year to beat yeah. Black Panther, it's yeah. this one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Because I, sure. like, I don't think Solo is going to sail to the same heights as this film or Black Panther. No. no. So okay, there it is. Those there, we're all saying bigger, biggest domestic opening of all time, and all. Over $250 million domestic. So those are big. We'll we'll see. We'll see next week who comes out on top there. (laughs) Do you picture like Kevin Feige having that giant vault from Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales where he just like uh, swims in the money? He he just seems like the most (laughs) modest guy ever. I think he has his own Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's just killing it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just blinks and like half of us disappear. Yeah. Come back next week and it's like half of me. Yeah. Tim's gone. It's just Troy and half Sanjay. (laughs) Why do I have to go? Well, that's pick one of you two. <laughs> well, I know. I've learned a lot this episode. 
<laughs> all right, guys. Let's talk about our heroes here. There yeah. is like upwards of 64 characters, not all heroes, but 64 characters in this film. Wow. And I went out and bought digitally something I don't usually do, but I couldn't get my hands on the single issues, was the Infinity War Prelude comic book. Now, in the last couple of movies that have released, all they've done is basically retold the films in comic book form. So I'd stop buying them. Right. But Infinity War actually tells a new story. You get the back end of Civil War in it. Nice. But then it bleeds into other stories. And it kind of gives us an update as to where all the characters are, or most of the characters are, which is pretty cool. So I thought what we'd do to start here is let's just revisit most of the characters, where they're at, prior to the events of Infinity War. Now we're going to start with Steve Rogers, Sam Wilson, and Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. So from this prelude book, I guess spoilers, but not really... From this prelude book, we have the three of them together, and they're acting more or less as the Secret Avengers. So they're doing their thing. They're in Syria, which is very timely, very apt for the, the current environment we're living in. And it looks like they're moving over to Lebanon. So they're acting as basically undercover agents that are fighting against insurgencies and all that. So very similar to what we expected them to be doing. But the three of them are paired up, which is, which is interesting. That's cool. So we expect the Sam Wilson end of it, but not so much the Black Widow. So it's cool mm -hmm. that we're going to see the three of them together. And probably at some point in the film, as we've seen from the first couple of trailers, we know that they are, they're acting as kind of a group that eventually do go to Wakanda. Is her hair white or is it red? It is white. It is white. Books. Okay. Yeah, That's weird. So, yeah. Yeah, it's she, like, oh, they changed her hair color. I don't know who this is. Yeah. It looks <laughs> like Natasha Romanoff, but I don't know. She had the red hair. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> that accent. <laughs> All right, Tony Stark. Now, he looks like he's going to be one of the pivotal characters in this film. We do know from the trailers, the first two trailers, we haven't seen TV spots, that he does have a chess piece now. Right. Now, this prelude comic book gives us a little bit of insight as to what that is. So I'm going to say spoilers. Okay. Are you guys okay with me talking about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it looks like it could be where the suit comes from. You know oh, how it looks oh. like he has kind of like that extremist yeah. where yeah. it just kind of forms onto him? It looks like it comes from there because it does have him in this prelude comic book building it. Oh, does he give it a name? No, he kind of holds it up and it projects an image of an Iron Man suit. Cool. Which is interesting. It's just called the bleeding edge. Like that sound like like the armor anyway. So yeah. It looks pretty similar. So, it's just... so I'm not sure cool. exactly what they're doing there, but... He, he seems to be, at least in the comic book, he is contemplating a bit, calling Steve Rogers. I know he'd come if I called. So he seems to be over the whole Civil War thing. Really? Yeah. Wow, that surprises me. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Tony's arc in this. I think it's going to be a really good one. Yeah, oh yeah. We got James Rhodey Rhodes. So he's not in this comic book, but last time we saw him, he had issues with his legs. Yes. And we know we're getting War Machine in this film. So I'm excited to see Rhodes back at it again. So he looks like he's probably stayed with, with Stark doing his physiotherapy and all that. Mm -hmm. And Thor, Banner, and Loki. It's three characters that we just saw at the ending of Thor Ragnarok. So we know that they're face-to-face -face with Thanos' ship. Yes. Just above Earth. They're heading there to create the new Asgard, it sounded like. That's similar to the way we got it in the comic books. And those are three characters, again, I'm really looking forward to see. And we kind of know where this goes based off of them facing in the after credit scene, Thanos' big ship, mm -hmm. right. and likely at least Banner ending back up on Earth. Right. Cool. cool. Nice. Exciting stuff. Now, Vision and Wanda, two characters that kind of left Civil War, were a little bit ambiguous with their ending. But in this comic books, it does reveal that they're kind of off gallivanting on their own. There's an implied love arc from the trailers and this comic book seemingly confirms that we've got vision here in his human looking form mm -hmm. 
and Wanda, they're kind of off in the streets just doing their thing. Oh. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's romantic. That's nice. I forgot about that that romance. That's yeah. That would have been a good callback going to Grab's question. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I guess uh, a little weird. A little weird. Yeah. Even an android can cry. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's interesting, though, to make him human. Because, like, as, like, watching as a film, that's a little more intriguing to see. Yeah. As that. opposed to him being, like, a robot. Yeah. with a human right Paul Bettany was probably like I can't get in that makeup every day yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just put the thing on my forehead yeah yeah. <laughs> now Black Panther we know Wakanda is going to play a big role in this film last yeah. time we saw him he had taken him about that throne yes. he does have the Black Panther juice in him yes so he's ready for battle and his whole crew there the Wakandan crew looks like and, Shuri and Bucky will be over there then right yeah Bucky the, oh, win- yeah. the white wolf yeah yes, the winter soldier yeah. so he's going to be already planted in Wakanda as well. They go into a bit more detail in this prelude comic book as well with regards to Shuri fixing up Winter Soldier, the White Wolf, and kind of developing the technology they need to take the Hydra stuff out of his brain. They make a weird reference to an AI coming out of this or developing out of this. So I don't know if they're seeding something bigger. Okay. Oh, really? And that's Siri? That Shuri, yeah. Or sorry, Shuri, that, yeah. that's talking about it? Yeah. All right. All right, I like where this is going. This will lead into like a little theory that I got going on, but we'll All talk right. about it later. Cool, cool, so. cool. Right. cool. Cool. Doctor Strange, he doesn't make an appearance in this comic book as well. He is having some interaction with Wong, and at the back end, they basically run through, as we're going to do, kind of where the Infinity Stones are at currently, and then they make a really nice reference to the Soul Stone being this big stone, the, the one that kind of controls it all. Okay. And that's a missing oh. stone that we have. And he and Wong have a conversation. They seem to know about, or at least the, the previous whereabouts of the Infinity Stone. So they seemed a bit more in tune with the concept of the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Stones, and what it means to bring them all together. So look out for Doctor Strange having a bit more insight in Infinity War to the Infinity Stones themselves. Him also wearing one being the Time Gem. All right. Time Stone. Peter Parker. Yeah. The dude coming out of Spider-Man Homecoming. He refused to wear the Iron Spider suit, wanted to yes. go do Spidey thing. <laughs> and we had Downey in that going, proposing in lieu of event, announcing him as part of the Avengers. But he seemed to be coming off as more of a reserve Avenger. Yes. You know, he's kind of in the background there a bit. We do know we get, we get him in this film and we do know that we get the Iron Spider suit present on our dude Peter Parker. Yes. That's right. Watch out for that hot toy. Damn. Yes. Have you seen oh, that? Yeah. It looks wicked. Are you no, I haven't it? seen it yet. No. 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 I, 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 I'm going to try and stick to Star Wars for uh, the hot toys, but yeah. damn, it looks good. <laughs> well, just make your own. Yeah. Yours look better anyways. Yeah, well, we got, we got the one right here behind Tim. Yeah. Marvel Legends. Right. looks pretty good, yeah. man. It doesn't yeah. get better than that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last couple here before we get into some predictions. Guardians of the Galaxy, last time we saw them was at Yondu's funeral. Yes. Very nice moment. I watched you watch the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume so 2 the other day. Good. It's a good film. Good it film. Is. Yeah. So we had Mantis with them as well, and they were on the ship, and we get to, did get the after credit scene where we had Teenage Group. Yes. He's going to be make oh, his presence yes. felt in this film as well. So we do know that Guardians film happened right after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. So in the timeline, it happens quite a bit before these events. So at least four years, I think, before these events. If oh, you're going, right. to, yeah. So there, there's quite a bit removed where that after credit scene was focused a bit more on the current timeline that we're in. Right. All right. And then Nebula, one of the not really Guardian, but associated with that universe. We did see her taking off solo from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, saying she's going to go pursue Thanos on her own. Mm-hmm. So she factors into this movie somehow. But all we know about her is that she fired off forty years ago to find Thanos and kill him. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So Wait, she played a big Nebula part in Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Is trying to take down Thanos on her own, yet she can't even beat Gamora. You never know. I mean, that sounds like you know. You think it'd be like if uh, 
It'd be like someone like in the minor leagues trying to go out and defeat like the New York Yankees or something. Like that's just ridiculous. She should know better. <laughs> that Thanos is just gonna swatter like a fly. Yeah, we'll have to see because I think they're gonna pull on those those relationships a bit. Because when we talk about the children of Thanos yeah. here, it seems like Gamora and Nebula may have been part of the same crew that he right. has pulled together as lieutenants, if you will. They've been replaced. They Usurped. have been replaced by the Black Order, the yeah. children of Thanos, yes. as they're called here. So we've got a few of them. So these are gonna be the main kind of lieutenants, villains to thanos's kind of big head villain we've got corvus glade he's the one that has a big staff right really cool character he's kind of like the main man or thanos's right hand man we've got proxima midnight which is a female character which looks incredible the marvel legends behind me here looks really yeah, good. good we've got ebony maw now he's an interesting character very odd looking face and he does a lot of manipulation so watch out for him playing kind of a you know, we did get a little image of him in with Doctor Strange, so that kind of fits. Doesn't he have a relationship with Proxima? Or is it yeah, the other one? it's um, Corvus Glade is a husband of right. Proxima Midnight. Right, right, yeah. And I think he he's a brother of Black Dwarf in the comic book, so the big dude who is called Cull Obsidian <laughs> in this book. So the confusing thing about the comic book, so the big dude, he's got kind of impenetrable skin. He's called Black Dwarf in the comic books, and the group was called the Cull Obsidian, but they, for whatever reason, they've called black dwarf call obsidian <laughs> very wow. very very confusing they just ran out of names at the marvel comics office yeah I like, think so. everyone gets the same name <laughs> and the other characters that we are going to see are the outriders this is thanos's kind of cannon fodder these are these kind of gross looking four-armed beasts that we see oh, them fighting wakanda Goros. they're they're straight out of that infinity line as well that infinity run which the black order were also introduced in okay so they're yeah. pulling on on that a lot and actually with this prelude comic book that Infinity War first issue came with that. Sweet. So introducing you to those characters as well, Corvus Glade and the Outriders and that. And then our dude, Mad Thanos Titan. Yeah. Or the Mad Titan Thanos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are they no, otherwise known as, I think, Devin or Devon? In, in the comics. Oh, like yes. comics, They actually give him a name. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you said yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, rising. get yeah. out. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean. Please, Devon. <laughs> it's 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 strange but it's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right and then lastly here some of the unknown characters characters that are in the marvel cinematic universe but we don't know what part they're going to be playing in this film the big ones are scott lang's ant-man this pre the comic book that says basically he's he's left or he's broken out by captain america and goes back home to spend time with cassie and his family we'll pick up with them in ant-man and the wasp hawkeye one of the biggest question marks yeah again after he was released from the raft by Steve Rogers. He goes home and raises his family. Cool. So he's back at home right after Civil War. He doesn't go out with Captain America, part of the Secret Avengers, doing the deeds that him, Sam Wilson, and Natasha Romanoff are doing. He's gone back to raise his family. Not allowed to anymore. No, nope, he's wife out. Won't stand for it. He's <laughs> out. Now, some of the missing characters here are Heimdall, Korg, Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Nick Fury. We haven't seen him since really Age of Ultron. Wasp, Hank Pym. These are characters, again, that we don't know where they are. Agent 13, Captain Marvel, Grandmaster, The Collector. So there's a lot of characters in here that we don't know how they're going to factor into this film, but they are out there. And there's a few groups. There's S.H.I.E.L.D., the Inhumans, and the Defenders. Again, these are more the MCU-adjacent groups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So probably not going to factor too much into this film. But I'm thinking, like, you start adding these characters up. They say in the 64 characters, some of these characters that I mentioned here that are unknowns, they have to be in the film. Who do you think, out of kind of those last unknowns, going from Ant-Man to Hawkeye, right down to the Grandmaster to Collector, who do you think is going to be in this film? Uh, I'm going to say Captain Marvel. Yeah? I think, you know, she's going to have a small cameo in the film. Uh, I don't think she'll be a big part. 
But it's kind of like the Black Panther in Civil War. Introduce him in that and then give him the solo. And, you know, introduce her in this and then give her her solo. Because it's coming out 2019. Yeah. So I'll say her. Say Hawkeye will definitely make an appearance. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I'll say those two. I'll pick those two. Do we, do uh, post-credit scenes count? We'll do post-credit scenes yeah. after. Okay, after. Okay. So. See, I don't think Captain Marvel will be in it then. If we're not including those, then I don't think we'll see her. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see any of them. Um, maybe this is gonna be Ant Man Wasp. I, I just on a whim. Yeah, I really have. Nothing. Oh yeah, I, I think they'll be in. I think Ant Man. I don't think Wasp though. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. And maybe Heimel. Like it makes sense. I think Heimel is gonna be in it. Yeah. Well. I think Valkyrie is gonna be in it. Okay. Yeah. I think Korg will be in it as well. Very briefly. Yeah. 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 Very briefly. Yeah, make a lot of well, sense. he'd have to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I think the Collector is gonna be in it as well, because he yeah. was last one with the Reality Stone. Yeah. Yeah. So I think probably he, actually have anybody he would make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Hawkeye. I. I'm gonna save this one because I think Hawkeye is end credit scene. Oh, I think the Luke, the, Luke Skywalker, the Ronin thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So let's quickly talk before we finish our predictions here about the history of the Infinity Stones in the MCU. Now you can go back a few episodes and we go into a lot more detail, but I just wanted to refresh everyone as to where they are at currently and where they've made an appearance in the past. So the first big one is the Space Stone. It's blue. It was the Tesseract. It made its first appearance in Thor, and it's a final appearance in Thor Ragnarok. We saw Loki pick it up. So we know that he has it coming into this film. That's his current location. The Mind Stone. This is a yellow stone. It was in Loki's Scepter. It was first introduced in The Avengers. And it was last seen in Vision's head in Civil War. So we know that one exists on Earth. Mm -hmm. The Reality Stone, which is the red. It was the Aether. First appeared and only appeared in Thor The Dark World. This is one we've not seen or heard from again since the Collector got it in that post credit scene. So the assumption is that the Collector does have it at this point in time. The Power Stone, the Purple Stone, the Orb from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Again, that's the first and only appearance of that stone that we've had in the MCU. And currently it's on Xandar with Nova Prime of the Nova Court. So we're likely to see Glenn Close at least potentially oh, reprising yeah. that role oh, yeah. when Thanos goes. Because we know he's got that stone based off the trailers. That's right. And the only outstanding stone is... Oh, sorry. forgot one. The Time Stone. The Green Stone. It's in the Eye of Agamotto on... Doctor Strange's necklace, and the current location is New York in the Sanctum Santorum. So we know that there's a battle of New York at some point. We know they're coming for that Infinity Stone. And the big one that's outstanding is the Soul Stone. This looks to be probably like a white stone. And the only reference I could find to it is in this prelude comic book, and Wong is talking to Doctor Strange about it. And all there is is a picture of the galaxy. Like, so you got like a couple planets drawn on that. So my assumption from that is that it's not on Earth. Okay. Or it could be at a planetarium. Or it's just a display. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so we had speculated in the past, you know, is it Tony Stark? Is right. it Heimdall? Is it the heart of, based on the Thanos series, the heart of Wakanda? My assumption from this pre comic book is that it's not. No. Mm-hmm. But you never know. You never know. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's let's get into the predictions. We kind of wrapped up and kind of give everyone an impression as to where the heroes are, what the villains are are about, and where those Infinity Stones are, because that's going to be some of the important information we need coming into this. Because the assumption is is that you've seen all these movies building into this. Yes. Yeah. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of it. 
first question I want to ask you guys, what comic book influences do you think this film will have? Where do you think they're going to pull from what comic books, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity, Thanos Rising? Like, what are your thoughts here? The one behind you, Infinity Gauntlet, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. And um, the Hickman Avengers run. Yep. Um, I can't remember what the title was, but when they the fight Infinity. Thanos. The Infinity, yeah. It's Infinity, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with those two. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say exactly what you just said, and as well... Um, damn, did I lose it already? Oh, and uh, Rising. Thanos Rising. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So there's yeah. that. They announced this book called Titan Consumed. Okay. That's like supposed to be Thanos' origin story. That's not canon, but yeah. <laughs> let me pull on that a little bit. But I have to agree with you guys. I think the Infinity Gauntlet, particularly the snapping oh, half yeah. the universe out of existence, yeah. Yeah. potentially death, and this Infinity Run, just the, the, the basis for that Infinity Run in the comic books by Hickman was that Thanos shows up with his lieutenants on Earth when it's not protected. And they end up going all over the place looking for the Infinity Stones. Yeah. And each Infinity Stone is chased by one of his lieutenants, which yeah. is the Black Order, which I think they're going to be taking at least that element from. That's a much bigger and grander cosmic story. Mm-hmm. But the, the crux of it is is probably what at least the, the MacGuffin chasing and the main kind of villain pair-ups is going to be about. So I agree. I agree with you there. Now, will anyone else other than Thanos? Well, I guess the first question, will Thanos complete the Infinity Gauntlet with all of six stones in this film? Yes. You think so? I'll say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. I don't think so. I think they're going to save it for Avengers 4. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, no. Hmm. I, think I, think so, I, I heard rumors not. before that is meant to be kind of complete by the time they get to 4, right? Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to change mine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say yes. I'll keep it no just to be different. Okay. I'm going to say yes. He's going to complain. He seemingly has a long way to go. Yeah. Um, based yeah. off the gauntlet from Well, it's two and a half trailers. hours. So. Yeah, it's a long film. Yeah. Now, if the Infinity Gauntlet is complete, do you think anyone else will wear it? In this movie? What do you think, Sanjay? I'm going to go no. I don't think so. It doesn't make sense. Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah, no. I'll say no. You don't think Black Panther is going to show up? Like I wanted to. I just don't think. <laughs> I love him. Dude. I just don't think he'd do it in this film. I think you really got to keep it Thanos and that Gauntlet. Yeah, I agree. I don't film. think it's going to happen yeah. in this film. I think it's going to be somewhere else down the line. Yes. Someone else wear it, yeah. but I don't think so here. So with this Gauntlet, you have all six stones. You can pretty much control the universe you're kind of like snap half the universe out of existence is that the only thing you can do because like what if you're anything. like playing a song and you're just like snapping along to it <laughs> and then you're like oh there goes half the universe there goes another half there goes another half the thing with the infinity stones in the comic books and i think in, in the marvel films is that their power set is somewhat ambiguous you know what the time stone does the power stone but when they're all together it's going to be whatever they want whatever it to you be. want yeah. whatever flits fits the narrative whatever fits the arc of thanos that's what it's going to do. And so if he wants to kill half the people in the universe, like it happens in Infinity Gauntlet, he's going to do that. If he wants to spin the world backwards in reverse time. <laughs> Just like Superman and exactly. Superman 1. <laughs> now, now, one of the big questions coming into this film, and one of the predictions that we're going to put on the table here is, who, if anyone, is going to die in this film? Yeah, that's a, that's a real whodunit. Um, yeah. Who's going to die? Uh, a lot of civilians... Um, I can imagine that's gonna be a big battle. I'm gonna go with Thanos. I don't think he makes it out. I think they're gonna kill him. Um, and I think, uh, I think that's it. I think they're gonna keep the heroes intact. Yeah, I'd say Iron Man's gonna die, and Nebula's gonna die, 
and Loki's gonna die. Loki's gonna be the first one to die. Oh, I okay. think Loki's gonna cut it pretty early in this film. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my three. Okay. I got there. Yeah. It's interesting because yeah. I have um my my I have two lists here. Yeah. I have dead but not dead. Yeah. And I have forever dead. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. On my Lay forever, it on us. My forever dead list is Loki, Captain America, and Nebula. Oh, so very similar. Okay. Pretty similar, yeah. And my dead but not dead. So I think they're gonna do half the universe. Oh, you think okay. so? Eh? Yeah, I think dead but not dead, meaning that all these characters will come back. Yeah. But the deaths I'm predicting. Yeah. On the dead but not dead, Spider-Man, Widow, Thor, Sam Wilson, the Guardians, and Vision. The Guardians not including Peter Quill. Yeah. And Vision all dead, and surviving the half the universe snap is gonna be Iron Man, Peter Quill, Doctor Strange, Banner, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye. Wow. And then how long, when would they bring him back? They bring Avengers back 4. In, oh, really? So they defeat him in 4 and use the time stone to go back? I th- yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, so this is my, my big crazy-ass Infinity yeah. War theory. Yeah. I think they're going to end this on a really weird and dark note. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be some sort of sacrifice from Captain America, mm-hmm. but they're going to play with this idea of almost killing everyone. Yeah. And my, my prediction, this fits into my prediction for the end credit scene is that it goes way in the future Avengers four. It starts way in the future on this like desolate earth, but there's this underground Avengers that consists of, you know, Hawkeye, maybe his first appearance yeah, Ronin in styles. like a Ronin style That'd type be so thing. Cool, yeah. yeah. Iron man, kind of this underground crew trying to put together this resistance to fight back Thanos or figure out a way to make it better. Like, like a to Mad Max it. kind of thing. Yeah. That so would be so painful. That, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking Avengers 4 is. It's going to be kind of this half time travel. But one of the, the consequences of Captain America's death is that he can't come back. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of how I'm thinking of it. I think Iron Man is going to be the guy, that the futurist that they need to bring into the future. Or not bring to the future. He needs to, His legacy needs to carry on in this universe until 4. And maybe he's one that goes back. Oh, okay. that's that's kind of my crazy ass theory. Kind, kind so, of like a Days of Future Past or something, where like he just he goes back and then stops it before Thanos gets here. Or I don't know. I haven't really thought that far, but I just think <laughs> no. That, I need all the details right now, Tim. <laughs> I just think that like and it, it just it may not happen this way at all. Probably not. But I just think that they're gonna go and do something crazy at the end. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what's more crazier than saying, "Well, guess what, guys? Half of our characters are dead." Yeah. For one year because you look at the films that follow ant-man and the wasp and spider-man Sp- uh, not spider-man um captain marvel oh, both of them happened yeah. before infinity war so you don't have to right. deal with anything yeah. for a whole year yeah until yeah. avengers 4 it's not like we have a follow-up movie where tom holland has to be in as spider-man they can do whatever they want in unless marvel. he is in venom and <laughs> oh that's because true. ant-man and the wasp happens right after civil war yes so it's it's kind of a weird prequel so any event that happens in infinity war the movies that follow don't have to deal with it. Interesting. You don't pick up okay. anything to Avengers 4. So that's why I had this kind of weird weird theory. And that's my next question. I just kind of gave away yeah. how how I think the movie's going to end. Yeah. How do you guys think the movie's going to end? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know necessarily how it's going to end yet. I, I guess I'll let Sanjay go. But I, I have a feeling that Tony Stark will bite it. And they, they, they'll pull the whole Secret Empire thing. He'll come back as an AI, which is what him and Shiri whatever we'll be kind of working on because oh, i feel okay. like oh. you can keep iron man oh. as the suit but you don't necessarily have to have robert downey jr still ah. in the suit so he'll always be present but he'll be like an ai just having voicing like, him just exactly. like oh yeah just 
Call in your lines. Exactly. That'd We've be seen a couple cool. scenes of them too interacting, which could be anything. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. but they're two of the biggest minds in the MCU, right? Um, so. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. what the AI thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about there. So I was like, yeah, Whoa. that could be. Me. Cool. Yeah, cool. Me, so. um, okay. How do I think it's going to end? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to defeat Thanos. Um, and I don't think he's going to kill half the universe. I think they're going to stop that threat. And maybe something like. Maybe the Grandmaster shows up and pulls the heroes and says, I've got this secret war that I oh, need you guys shoot. to come. And then, I don't know, maybe the X-Men show up. I don't know. That's uh... Well, that's interesting because we've seen in Avengers 4, like, there's these different kind of alternate realities kind of going on, right? Like, we've seen, like, there's, yeah. they go back to Avengers. So, if it's, like, Battle World. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. probably not going to happen. In fact, if it does happen, then I'm going to buy a lottery ticket because that was a genius guess. <laughs> but that's that's what I hope happens. Okay. Now, what about end credit scenes? Let's say there's two. Yeah. What do you think the end credit scenes are going to be? One will be pointless. Like, there's always like one that just makes you laugh. That I don't you, think they're going to be pointless. I don't think they'll waste like, it. Ah, not on this time. No. Not on this time, eh? It's too much to see. Yeah. yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is a I think good so. bet. Yeah, I think yeah. almost. I I'd almost guarantee it that she's yeah. got to be in one of the after credit scenes. And yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp, because I think they really like that's the next one coming out. So yeah, but it's not in the timeline. But I think they'll try like promote it like maybe like like five months earlier or something, and then just have them like so. Chilling. So some of the reaction was that you have to stay to the very end. I, oh, okay. so apparently I, I, it's huge. I think there could be two. So I think Captain Marvel for sure, but then going down to one, which is between two, could be either Galactus or Silver oh, Surfer. Like you gotta blow us away with one of like the Fox Universe guys being brought oh, to the closet. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Just I'd jump out of my seat. Magic. I would okay, jump okay. out of my seat. What if? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to shake the table. <laughs> what if the end credit scene they have Galactus coming? But then they like need Thanos' help to defeat him or something. So they like Thanos, like you can join our side and let's just team up and beat him. And then Thanos is like a good guy for Avengers Four. Oh, so he joins those guys. He to joins take down, them to um, take down Galactus. Galactus. The enemy of my enemy is yes, your friend, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I don't know if I'm going to that room. <laughs> but yeah, I have to agree with you guys. Captain Marvel. Yeah, she's going to make an appearance, and I think it's going to be along with Nick Fury okay yeah like, yeah look who i found yes and yes, that makes I, sense. I think there's gonna be like this weird they're gonna like hawkeye or luke skywalker hawkeye yeah they're gonna he's gonna they're gonna turn he's gonna be there and he's gonna be like you know here's captain marvel hawkeye yeah and he'd be like take me to the resistance oh and it's shoot. gonna be like who's the resistance like oh, something like that like, it's like sword or something whatever right mm-hmm. i don't know oh what if they give huge. him his bow and arrow and he chucks it over his shoulder <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah there it is. What about scrolls? Oh, I think we're gonna see this. Oh, Avengers shoot. four, probably. I think Avengers four, or no, obviously no, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, we see Marvel. them there, but seeding yeah. them for. Yeah, the secret, they're doing a secret invasion. They have to be. What if some? What if they reveal someone has been a scroll? Mary Hill. Yes, definitely. We called it way back. Yeah, for sure. that's right. For or sure. Stan Lee. No, he's a watcher. Uh, watcher. He's a watcher. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Do you think we could get the? Um, when I was a kid, this was the original vision, but we could get the vision in the in the white suits so when he gets his stripped out when he gets the oh, yeah. stripped out. And then he goes back to like what was it like? You know what I mean? He's like the white yeah. suit vision that like, no that was like color. the standard vision back yeah. in the day. No, I yeah. don't know that. You don't know. I, I know. always knew him as that color. He not... loses the color. 
right? Really? That'd be kind of dope if he's like Maybe. the ghost, like a ghost vision, or yeah. whatever, right? Oh, okay, like yeah. kind of, uh, what's that guy named Moonlight? Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just all white. Yeah. He's just all white. The android. Yeah. Like without the stone, he's, he's that. I don't know. Cool, don't that'd know. be pretty cool. Ah, all right, well. Speculate for days. There it is, guys. Yeah. We don't have to speculate for too many more days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's coming. And as this episode drops, guys, you will hopefully be in line or at least listening to us as you're in line for yeah. the film. Just and skip the film and listen to this. Yeah, listen, and then we'll be coming back to you guys oh, next yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For our Avengers Infinity War review. We've been building into this. We've been excited about this. And I am super stoked about this. And if you guys, if you listen to this in the morning or whatever and you want to toss us some ideas, just email us. Yeah. at gmail.com. You can always grab us on Twitter, except for me for the next two days or when this <laughs> drops. Yeah, actually, I'll probably be back on Twitter almost. And you can always hit us up on Facebook or YouTube. Make sure to head over every Sunday and or Monday to check out Sunjay's video buying, video talking. It's kind talking of like... on the internet. Yeah, just join me while I just have a casual conversation with my watchers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. How many times are you guys going to see this film in the big screen? Do you have any idea? Oh, um, two or three times. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely opening weekend, and then if I can break away, go again. Yeah, yeah. I, I got tickets for the Saturday show. Obviously, we're going down on Thursday, and I'm gonna check it again on Sunday. So nice. I'm gonna hit this bad boy three times. You're missing nice. Friday. You gotta go like, and then Monday. May as well, eh? yeah. Have time to digest <laughs> what you yeah. just saw. Go yeah. Thursday, and then just go right back in. Just stay there. Yeah. Just stay there. Be like, okay, I'm not moving, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, guys, if you would like to send a bit of your review, a short review for us to discuss on next week's episode, just hit us up by any of those social media outlets or whatever you want to call it, email, anything like that, thenerdroom.net, just click contacts, and tell us what you think of Avengers Infinity War because we're going to be talking all about it next week i hope you've enjoyed this speculation this prelude to avengers infinity war and hopefully it's a little helpful as to bring you up to speed as to where our heroes are at where the infinity of stones are at and what we think is going to happen in this film excited so excited guys we've got two sleeps here as we record it's gonna be the day of as this episode drops and i can't wait to get back into the nerd room and talk about this next week but until then guys for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm sanjay and thank you for entering the nerd room. This has been a nerd room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at the nerd RM, Troy, the boy 87 and Sunjabi. For more content from the nerd room, check out the nerdroom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to the nerd room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to Star Wars Commonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth podcast network, including talk Star Wars, tumbling saber, generation X wing, Rogue squadron podcast, Skyrim's podcast, and San Diego Sabres. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.